Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Six point five percent was it? Is is that what the current odds are of the Stanley Cup? Well, and you, if you look at the round by round progression, the Stanley Cup favorite is uh-huh. the Vancouver Canucks. Like what a time to be alive! I- Talking you through every goalie controversy, scoring slump, and draft lottery bust. This is the C Four Podcast on CanucksHockeyBlog.com. Here they are, the best starting lineup we could afford under the salary cap. Chris, Matt, Anna, and Adam. Welcome to another episode of the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast, brought to you by the Full Press Coverage Network and CanucksHockeyBlog.com. I am Chris Atlight Forrest, the podcaster extraordinary who mixes up his podcast from time to time, joined virtually as always by the very straightforward, doesn't ever commit the mistake that Chris just did, Anna Forsyth at A4603. Welcome, Anna. Oh, thanks, Chris. I mean, honestly, like after the game that we just saw today, recording on the Monday, I can understand you not wanting to talk about the Canucks. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What are you talking about? This is this team, you know, fell behind early, established a two goal lead, and then I turned it off because it was like in the bag. Yeah. Um, They're 3 0 right now, right? I mean, I haven't been able to watch the Canucks. Lots going on, but I mean, they've had like, they had a three goal lead on. Uh, on Saturday against the Oilers, they were up uh, up by two against the the Flyers in the weekend. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" This is, yeah, was it Saturday? They, oh, was the Flyers? Yeah, and, Edmonton was and, Wednesday, but yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, I mean, three three and zero Vancouver Canucks. Everything's good. Bruce, there it is. Yeah, switch that, reverse that one, because yeah, unfortunately, the games molded together in some one huge game. Like goal surrendering mess, um, but yeah, the Canucks have lost their first three games. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 no! You got it wrong, Anna. They can't. They, there's no way a team starts off the season with three games in which they have multi-goal leads and loses all three. What if? No, no. What no, if no, I told happen. you that ninety-nine point JT Miller was on for nine goals against straight? <laughs> oh gosh 
Yeah. I, I remember, uh, I mean, we'll get into it when we get into the show, but I was talking about how, you know, JT Miller was, uh, on, uh, on, you know, track for, a like a hundred some odd point season. And I had said, you know, trade, trade bait. Yeah. Now, now I mean, Should have traded him in the, <laughs> during the first game. Yeah, <laughs> pull him from the ice. Uh, JT Miller will not return as he's been traded. Yeah, um, it has it has been a a, a week in the, the world of the Vancouver Canucks, and and I use that term loosely. Uh, obviously, it's our first show in two because we took uh, a much needed break over the course of Thanksgiving uh, to recharge our podcast batteries. Uh, but apparently, the Vancouver Canucks are currently uh, on the road, uh, enjoying the sights and sounds of a variety of different cities before they uh, make their way back to Vancouver. And being the hospitable guests, they are giving up scoring opportunities galore because hey it's it's, it's 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 about giving yeah you've it's got to be giving. good visitors right so you can only yeah. take so much before you have to give back yeah yeah uh anyway uh let's uh let's rewind and talk about this tire fire of a week i mean we, we sort of already talked about the tire fire that was the week um I mean, can we just go in half full, half empty now and call it an episode? <laughs> yeah, and just like, say, okay, empty, done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I When the Vancouver Canucks came out to that hot start against the Oilers, it was what? they uh, I think PD had scored. Was it within like a minute? Yeah. If that? Uh, was it PD had scored the first goal? I don't remember. At this point, it's Pretty like – yeah. I, I I am I am unsure as to how a team can can give up multi goal leads three straight games and lose. Like it, I was I was thinking about this. Do you know if the Vancouver Canucks had simply just gone zero for three and they just lost? Yeah, like not great, right? but you'd accept. Wouldn't it. been happy about it. But yeah, I mean, a uh, slow start. This is the this is always the case. Yeah. Look at the blue line. They're all the injuries. Blah, blah. Uh, yeah, it's you know. But I, I don't know how one goes and explains this one away. Yeah, I mean, especially the opposition they're coming up against. And I would say, like Washington aside, who are a very experienced team, but the Oilers, despite having a generational player, maybe two, you know league-leading players in McDavid and Dreisaitl, like, they have very poor goaltending and they have a really lack of experience and depth. Canucks seem to exploit that. And then the play fell off a cliff. Same with Philly. They have some poor goaltending, some inexperience um, down the roster. Um, And, you know, it's the veterans we're talking about here. Like, it's the stars. Like, PD's been mm-hmm. on and off. Miller's been coasting most of the time. <laughs> <clears throat> Literally. That's, that's, I mean, I, I don't know, but that seems to be a regular thing with him. Yes. Um, he does, he gives and he takes. Um, yeah, that's why I kind of hard, hard to, like, but believe me, I'm. He drops the F? Yeah. But he doesn't have any to give. 100% right. Like, this is why I find it hard to criticize Bo Horvat's, like, given F meter. Like, by all means, criticize his play. He's been not 
great for most of the games. Um, we had some spots here and there with Pearson in the capped game, but um, like Miller, like is he supposed to be the leader on the ice? Because I don't see it. Just because he drops a couple of f bombs, like I don't call that passion. That's good leadership. Yeah, like heart. That's just. It's good in the room. <laughs> Got to drop the f's. And honestly, that he is good in the room, but he's not the guy like to lead the team and you know face what? the press. Let's talk about this. The reason that Hank wasn't a good captain because he didn't just drop enough f's. Right. That's. But like, yeah, I mean, Bo is Hank. Trev. I know. You know Trev when he wasn't in front of the camera was dropping the F. Oh yeah. Steamer seems like a guy who probably dropped the F. Yeah. I mean he's like a I, shorter I, dude, so I think he has this little anger in him. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean I, I agree with you there. It's uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic that's playing out um within the context of Canucks Twitter and sort of the Canucks sort of PR space and whether or not there is a correlation to what might be playing out within the dressing room. Um, the team got issues. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you're, you don't, you don't do what the Vancouver Canucks do. If you don't have issues, like it, there has no, been no other team that has done what the Canucks have done these three games in a row. Yeah. And, ever. And, the, and, and, I do agree with you. Canucks have issues. Like we still don't know what the hell happened to Rachel Dory. Like cap space. I don't know her. Like so many issues off the ice, but given the players they're putting out on the ice, these results are not okay. Like given you've got, you've got Pedersen, you've got JT, given you've got Bessa supposedly reborn and he's done okay, but not great. Like none of these players are, leading the, like, should be performing in the way that they have been. Yeah. You know who the Vancouver Canucks miss right now? Tyler Myers? I was going to say Jason Dickinson. Oh, (laughs) both. Well, I mean, the fact, okay, so if you didn't realize this, the Vancouver Canucks acquired a defenseman from Chicago, Riley Stillman, and to do so, it cost them Jason Dickinson in the second round draft pick. Why? Because... Well, Dickinson cost more money. I mean, that's really what it came down to. The Vancouver Canucks had to offload a contract uh, to even make that work. Dickinson happened to be it. And look at that. Jason Dickinson's lighting it up there in uh, in Chicago, the Windy City. He, had, I think, prior to tonight's game, would have been leading the Vancouver Canucks in points early this early in the season if he was a Canuck. But I don't know if you saw the comment that Jason Dickinson made. He apparently had a broken bone in his hand. Yeah, oh, he did hit that. Most of last season. That's insanity. Like, he didn't know. Like, this is thing. He didn't know. And we've talked about players and know. injuries. Is that, is that, well, my ankle. Well, I broke my ankle many years ago. It gets sore. Like, it's healed, but it gets sore, and it's a pain that I can sort of deal with. I kind of wonder if he just thought it was like, you know, you took a bruise or whatever. Okay, but, but like you don't have like a high like end doctor and several staff like my, like checking your body constantly. Sure. But we've talked about how players, you know, can be their own worst enemy. Did he ever bring this up? I don't know. I mean, I do think like this I, is where hockey's like 
team culture. Like, the, what was he doing? Like, if he was playing through pain, why? Like, it's not like he was leading the team or, like, he was integral to the team. He was playing badly. No. And so anyhow, the broken hand apparently contributed a lot to that. Um, and, you know, if we rewind the rewind here, the Vancouver Connected did make some big adjustments in their, um, you know, sort of health and performance department. Mm-hmm. So there, there may be. There may be ties. Yeah, I actually hadn't thought about that. So it's a good point. But yeah, you do think like with every square inch of their body being monitored, like you wouldn't. Considering that Dickinson's play somewhat fell off a cliff when he got to Vancouver, like compared to Dallas, you wouldn't, wouldn't you think like, is there something wrong in your body? Like, are you playing to your full potential? Is there anything we can do to help you perform? And he couldn't say my hand gets sore sometimes. Like maybe my stick's wrong or maybe something's wrong. I don't know. It seems well to me that that happened. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, he is in Chicago. Um, Riley Stillman's here in Vancouver. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Riley has played in three games uh, and has currently got himself uh, zero points. So, I mean, in fairness, the Vancouver Canucks blue line needed help. I, I, I do understand yeah. the necessity of, of, of do I think an he, acquisition. He's going to like completely turn around the fortunes. No, but considering... The fact that Tyler Myers is gone, Tuck Pullman's now gone, um, Quinn Hughes isn't. They called up uh, Noah Juleson. Yeah, King of Abbotsford. Who got himself um, benched late in the uh, the game against yeah. Washington tonight. What's Jack Rathbone got to do? <laughs> Not be Jack Rathbone, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Carl Burris is the Canucks' best player so far, quite arguably. And he's at least well, their best defenseman. So- are you are you bu- are you buying into the the dogs here the dog rating from Faber no, and uh, I am very anti uh, the dog rating because okay because Burroughs apparently his dogs through the roof yeah I'm sure it's D O D A W G woof but just for our listeners um yeah I mean Faber apparently Bo doesn't have a dog in him and J T Miller does so he definitely yaps enough but. What I would say is I think he is arguably like the best def- defenseman and like transition defenseman on the team right now. And I'm not saying that to hype up Carl Burrows. I'm kind of saying that's bad. Well, okay. In fairness, Cal Burrows getting, okay. Getting bonus production at Cal Burrows is good. Yes getting no production out of who you would expect and rely on Cal Burroughs bad. Yes, precisely that. Like absolutely here for Cal Burroughs having a breakthrough mini season, whatever. Um, But yeah, he shouldn't be breaking through a mediocre, just completely mediocre team. Like, (sighs) Um, he seems nice and he loves the team. Like, Clearly, he's very excited about it, but yeah, we really need someone to support him. So, you know, Burroughs happened to be the recipient of a piece of lumber uh, tonight. Yes. um, Which was penalized on the ice 
for what was not a major. Nope, two minutes. <laughs> I, I, honest to goodness, I, I, when it happened at the time, I'm like, I just thought, oh, just a, you know, he clipped him, he swing a stick around, sort of what have you. But um, okay, was it Kuznetsov that? Uh, yeah, it was Kuznetsov. Took the swing. Yeah, it was like it was. I don't want to get into the 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 refereeing quite yet, but how is that only a two minute penalty? How is it that our official on the ice sees that type of swing, and is like, eh? I mean, if just, that doesn't get is- suspension, like, I just don't know. But can't we go off on the officiating now? Because okay, fine, let's go off okay, on the officiating. Just, but and we can come back to why it shouldn't necessarily matter, but. You know, the Quinn Hughes high stick in the first game, it seems, one, it was so obvious. Hey, if the Kuznetsov is only two minutes, Quinn needs to suck it up. (laughs) That was incidental contact. Like, the bleeding was obvious. And not only that, if you give, if you're not, you can see the blood, give the four minute, and then it's a reviewable play because it's a four minute. So if it turns out you were wrong and he didn't get high sticked, it was his own stick or whatever, then players reviewable and can be reversed so yeah that one was just mind-blowing the um hoglander like he gets high sticked and then like swings his stick around after the contact and he well, gets so i was gonna bring yeah it. he yeah he got butt ended yeah which hurts um i can't say i've been butted in on in ice hockey but when i played floor hockey uh, I took a butt end of a stick in the in the jaw. It does not tickle. And I did something very similar. I sort of like my hands are coming up and I let go of my stick and it like clipped someone and people are yelling at me for controlling my stick. Meanwhile, I've got like a gash in like my like cheek lower jaw area. So I, I feel his pain. Yeah. But yes, two minutes for you. Like if you have to call them call his because I mean I don't know what the rules would be because one so one you, happened before the other so if the like if they called the first one then the second one wouldn't have happened or like would have happened after the whistle well, I I don't know I, if you I mean I say that though no and I'm not like I, I'm not a an NHL referee I'm not a hockey referee but we've seen many times where players are told to be responsible for their stick at all times as much as it may be problematic that your stick, because I mean, he, he brought it up. It was still in his hand. His reaction was what caused it to happen. He, he did tap a guy in the head with a stick. Like that's, that would be a high sticking penalty. You know, if not for the butt end, I like to me, the, the, the fact that it was, only on Oglander. Yeah, that blows my mind. The if they had said two and two, yeah, you'd just be like, mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy about it, but okay, it just sucks that the rule is that way, right? Yeah, because like, you'd be like, I guess it's part of the same like action. Really, you can't separate the button yeah. and then the high stick. Right. So I don't exactly. That or one. I mean. I think the smart officiating would have been four for the butt end, two for the, like, you would find a way to acknowledge and make it right. baby. That's right. I mean, I, I thought that's what NHL officials were all about. It was so funny, actually, because I was listening to the game on um, 650 
on the way home today and um I just heard I can't remember if it was Batch saying this or not, but it was just like so off um like offhand, not even thought about, but just saying, Oh, that's not getting called in three minutes left in the game. <laughs> it's just like you just know like that that's oh. like calls aren't gonna be made in the same way. So are like on the officials though, I mean, there are many people out there in, in the Canucks social sphere and the Smealosphere who are like, oh, the referees hate Vancouver and they cost Vancouver these games. No, I mean um, I don't think either of those are true. I mean, one, is there cons- some conspiracy against Vancouver? No, you're giving the referees too much credit again. There's just <laughs> low standard of refereeing. Like we've heard even today like some interesting calls around the league so i don't think it's targeted to vancouver at all um off off the rails here did you see the hand pass i haven't seen it yet i've just heard the i've i've read the rule book again before i watched the video okay it's so there there are there's two angles one you could say okay that's weak but i could sort of see that's the case and another one Okay, no, 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 it's not. But anyhow, whatever. I'm all for the Leafs losing. Yeah. Let's just make that very clear. And losing to Arizona is always funny, but... But, but yeah, anyhow. The... Um, but yeah, the second part, like, is it rest fault Canucks lost? No. Like, you can't go one for eight on a the first on your power play in the first game of the season. Um, were some of the calls tonight a bit dubious? Yes. But... Um, you're gonna the PK is gonna have to defend like a penalty whether it's legit or not like that's their job right well but the 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 worst thing about the Vancouver Canucks PK is it's reliant on a blue line oh yeah what what is that right like um the Vancouver Canucks are just not in a good place I mean we knew the blue line was going to be a weakness you had you have had your blue line described by the front office as certainly adequate when healthy. It's not healthy. So the front office already defined to everyone. That's not, this is not, this is not you and I, the, yeah, you know, very nice optimistic too. Canucks yeah. podcasters here. <laughs> right? Like, oh my gosh, it's just, it hurts. Anna. Well, because it hurts it's, so bad. because it's every part of the game right now, that's what hurts. It's like, power play for the most part looks stale it got maybe a little better tonight but like it looks stale like they figured the connect out like well, can we watch pd wait for one timers anymore like i can't do that and it, they move the puck so slow so slow and it happened last season too and they i thought you know they had figured that out that like they've at least got to move it fast yeah no but like it, it it's it's a one trick power play right mm-hmm. we we know what's going to happen the team you're playing they're a lot smarter and they got people who are paid to study you so well they know what's going to happen and guess what it's like you're holding up little placards that say i am about to pass the puck over to quinn he's going to spin and pass it back to me yeah and like i will give it to motion P. Out animation <laughs> And then you see it happen, right? The scene then plays out. It is just, it is, is crazy. Um, and the Vancouver Canucks are pretty, pretty cool about the whole, let's put four forwards on the ice, but let's cough it up and make real low percentage plays with the puck uh, to ensure that that 
Blue line that's already weak now has a forward that can't skate backwards on it. Yeah. I mean, that's it, right? There's... Hey, did, did they give up a shorthanded goal tonight? No, I think just in Philly and um, Edmonton. Oh, it's, look at that. Progress. Small victory. It's a moral victory. Yeah. The team the team is figuring things out. I mean, they, they Although, tried figuring things out by not scoring the first goal and getting the early lead. They got the later lead, but it was not late enough. Yeah, it's funny. Me and my roommate always joke about like the football cliche. Now would be a great time to score. Mm-hmm. And like we always think, like, okay, but when is a bad time to score? But it turns out early in the game, also in the second period. Yes. So third, yes. which the Canucks have yet to figure out. No goals in the third period yet. So that's the good time to score. And how many goals have they given up in the third period? Lots. Lots. Yes, very much. It generally happens when you have multi-goal leads going into the third period. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what is it? Five straight, four straight, five straight goals? Is that how? Is oh, gosh, five, I don't want to go back and look. Five. I don't know. I just know it's. they were up by three, up by two, up by two. So I mean, that last wasted review was like the real just – kick while you're down <laughs> when they're they're talking about it on tv it's like oh yeah i know that's that's on side like you, the resignation in the voice of that ain't even close that's on side but hey you know maybe i don't know the i mean i get it at that point yeah that, that goal goes not? in you're and, done and also ov went in before the puck but puck was none yeah but it you're allowed to as long as you, you have an with control right yeah so it used to be that wasn't the case i don't hate that challenge it was like kind of desperate but it was just like yeah final nail in the coffin yeah um who's leading the vancouver connection shots right now who's manco bing 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 12 shots on net Leads the Canucks with 12, followed by Petey at 11. I mean, that's not awful. Like, they're meant to be two of your best players, but those are low totals. It is. Um, now, conversely, JT Miller, how many shots do you think JT's got? Is it more than five? No, it is five. <laughs> Two goals on five shots. But here's the guy who's, to many, the real captain, uh, the guy that is the heart and soul of the team, the engine, the big contract. Okay, no, the heart and soul of this team is Rip the Team Dog, the real dog. Yeah, yes, 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 I agree. I agree, but Rip ain't out on the ice. Unfortunately. We're going to try it, maybe. Um, but yeah, I know like he's got five shots now. Yeah. High percentage. He's got two goals out of those five shots. Yay. Uh, but what was it uh, prior to tonight? He had been on ice for pretty much every goal that had ever been scored against the yeah, Vancouver Canucks went, forevermore. Yeah. It was nine straight. So including the first goal tonight. So, hmm. I mean, good for JT. Yeah, You and I know that like plus minus isn't like a great measure of a player over time, but being on the ice for all nine goals against in a row, that that's a good adventure. And well, if you know JT Miller and what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, I was gonna say, like whilst on the ice. You know, he's 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 if 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 he was Cody Hodson and A V was the coach, JT would get a lot of offensive zone starts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Cody Hodson would have ever gotten JT money, mind you. 
but hey. Can you imagine if like a player like Goldovin like did that? Apparently he didn't move his feet enough on the ice. Then what's JT doing? Like Don't get me wrong, when JT's on, he's on and it's really entertaining to watch, but uh, I'm just going through the shots. Curtis Lazar needs to shoot more because he's got a 50% uh, shot percentage. Oh, there you go. Yeah, one one goal on two shots. I mean, it's cool tonight, right? Yeah. There you go. Well, that's his, Yeah. So, I mean, got to do what you got to do. Oh, my goodness. I, I, again, it's early. I, I'm not like people out there. Oh, it's got to be must win. Does Bruce survive the road trip? Okay. If, if, if Bruce doesn't survive the road trip, please, they'd have to be blowing this team. It would have to be yeah, like, we're starting everything is for sale. Um, like a friend of the show, uh, Jay had commented, they need to, like, and this was after the last game. He was a fire sale, fire sale. And I had said, I, I agree, but it feels to me that the Vancouver Canucks are the everything must go store, not the everything must go sale. But I see. <laughs> Yeah, anyhow. Um, yeah. I mean, if this was the Premier League, Bruce might already be gone. Oh, my goodness. They they let go coaches like so I, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, we, we brought brought this gaffer in. Transfer window hasn't even closed yet, fired. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's bizarre, right? Like when they fired Tuckle at Chelsea, I was like, What are you doing? Anyway. They won the last few games, so what do I know? Um, yeah. Why? Why do you even care what Chelsea does if they're losing? No, I mean it's true. I just thought it was dumb. Like you honestly, being the big Gunner supporter and all. Yeah, no, I I love Chelsea doing dumb things, and I hope it kind of comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like I much preferred Spurs when they were under Jose Mourinho because he's a bad manager. Hmm. But anyway, I got to see your clock get sent off this weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> In fairness, I don't understand how the foul against Salah was not called, but but again, hey, like the refs Jürgen, in the game, Jurgen was a very naughty boy. Yeah, I mean, I've not been Jurgen's biggest fan for a while. I think his. Well, shtick. I think he even made contact with the AR. Like gets all you can't do. We can't be doing that. No, no, no. But um, anywho, uh, again, the refs Bruce getting out there on the BL all 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 right? Yeah. Knocking over the lines on. Yeah. Let's not do that. Oh, okay. No, I'm not suggesting Bruce gets let go. Um, but I, I genuinely wonder if, you know, as we sort of look ahead here, the Vancouver Canucks play again uh, tomorrow. You'll be listening to this episode, so that might be today, and you might be listening to this episode later than that, so it may have already happened, uh, against the Blue Jackets. Uh, this is on Tuesday. They have a game against the Wild on the Thursday. And, and then home opener, baby, on the Saturday. Against the, the, the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm just wondering if... Uh, you can't lose to Buffalo. The, the 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 fans will be in a, a supportive mood. I mean, they will be. The building will be supportive at puck drop. Yeah, will it last? But if things go off kilter, and that's the thing is the way the Vancouver Canucks have been playing right now, 
there was like, let's say they got a, a two nothing lead against the Sabres and then the Sabres score a goal. You'll hear it in the building. Yeah, for sure. You'll hear that energy change. It'll be like, oh, oh, oh. and then if they, they tie, oh my goodness, the fans will let them have it. Yeah. The only thing to be said for the Minnesota game is that Canuck killer Kevin Fiala isn't there anymore. So that's one good thing, but we'll see if that actually plays out into anything on the ice. Um, yeah, honestly, it's so hard to know what to say because it's the same things, right? In every single game, it was bad turnovers. It was missed assignments. It was a stale power play. Just every single yeah. game. Well, and, you know, I'm, I was just thinking, like, normally we would say, you know, let's sort of, how do we feel the Vancouver Canucks are going to do? I haven't a clue. I could not tell you, Anna, what I think the Vancouver Canucks will do. Because what have they proven that they're able to do? Score goals. Yeah. But then they reach that point, which is called the third period. They no longer remember how to, and they apparently can't stop them. Yeah. Like, the game tonight against the Capitals, It like, when that goal went in, the, it was 4-3 Canucks early in the third, and suddenly we're like, oh, it's not going to happen again. It can't happen again. And then they score four. Oh, so the Vancouver Canucks are going to lose tonight. Like, yeah. It's not like, oh, hey, guys, time out. Let's settle down. It's like, no, we're losing. It's just a matter of when. It's going to happen tonight. It's not even going to make it to overtime. Yeah. Didn't. And you can't blame us for thinking that, right? But, like, how can the, the players are three games the, in? If the players are thinking that, that's... Well, and, and they are, I mean, in the, the post-game pressers, it's essentially been said as much, um, you know, Bruce had talked about it being mentally draining. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I joked that we were going to be very optimistic. I mean, I mean we kind my of optimism are, is this- we just don't know what will happen. Yeah. And this, this, this continued streak won't go on forever. No, you can't lose a late two games. No, like it's, yeah, if, if it's anything, most impossible. the back to back, I feel is a good thing because it doesn't let you sit there and dwell. Yeah. You just have to move on. And I guess you know? they should be lucky that Bruce can't back skate them on game day on a back to back. He already, he already, he already tried him, that. Yeah. Did he not? Like, so, I mean, uh, yeah, on a back-to-back, maybe not, but I, did they, I think they had a bag skate after the Yeah, the I don't think it game. was a full, like, um, training well, camp no, bag skate, a, a but hard, it was hard a hard skate, skate. For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, in the words of Ted Lasso, the Vancouver Canucks just need to be like goldfish. Did you actually get that reference? Yay! Oh man. Well, you know what? Uh, I think we've we've talked about uh, what is going on uh, long enough. Uh, you're listening on the C4 podcast on ConnectsHockeyBlog.com and the Full Press Coverage Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Take hitting out of the game. You can't hit anymore, so don't do it. The unsportsmanlike conduct, I want to get an explanation on that. No kidding. Because how do you get suspended for unsportsmanlike conduct? Plus interference. There's no interference there. He had the puck. Now, Madison never, ever did that before. Now, why did he do it? Because he was mad. Well, your early favorite for the Calder <laughs> Trophy, that's for sure. Elias Patterson. you might even say your early favorite for the Hart Trophy. <laughs> Just to get back to your question, Elias is going to play plenty. He can play. He's going to get a lot of power play time. And, yeah, I'm concerned about our offense. We lost 200-point players, and we've got to find a way to score. Our notes currently say Canucks depth on D, lack thereof. We can skip that. Just saying, we've talked about that. That's our new JT Miller. Canucks depth on D is the new saga. Well, Well, yeah. Every episode. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's been going on longer than the JT Miller saga, which is sad. Yeah, that is very, very true. Like, you know, thinking about the Vancouver Canucks, have they had real depth on the blue line? Since Dan Hamhuis left, it's very arguable that that was the like the last great D man departing. Well, no, I mean Tanov, right? Yeah, like, but it, but if you think about it, like there, it wasn't like there was there was sort of debt. Like you had a a, a number one law, like a first pairing, you had a, a second pairing. Like it was very definitive. Sure. Now the Vancouver Canucks. They kind of do, right? Like it just feels that you have a you have a first line player and a bunch of second pairing, third pairing defensemen. That's the thing because Quinn Hughes is and nothing much else after that. Defenseman, one of the best players in the league. Not currently playing like it, but it's definitely true. He can't hang the defensive mishaps totally at Quinn Hughes's door. Like it's not like if he was playing to his full strength. Everything would be fine. He's been asked to do so much. And like he, I think Wyatt had mentioned it on Twitter, um, or maybe it was Faber. I can't remember who uh, thought of my head. Um, He looked tired. And that's great because he's probably going to be asked to play even more minutes um, because, I mean, he's on the power play. He's being sent out on the penalty kill, five on five, top pairing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it makes me think of, was it Canucks Conversation or Sakaris and Price? Someone who does polls on Twitter asked who the best Canucks um, defensive center was. And the sad thing is, is it's Pedersen. And that's like, again, not something you should be super proud of. It's Pedersen because he's the best. He's the best player on the team. And even his less strong part of his game still stronger than the people whose job it is to be defensive centers. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's helping him. No, definitely not. Yeah. And that happened last season too. Where he was doing so much defensive work. 
his play suffered. And when Bo first became captain and the season before that, he was doing so much defensive work. But yeah, it's just we can't. The forwards need to be better as a whole defensively. And it can't just fall on one or two players' shoulders. So yeah, like Quinn Hughes right now is averaging uh, just under 27 minutes a game. Time on ice. That's just not okay. Like that on the road, games are coming thick and fast. He's tired and he's going to get more fatigued and he's going to play worse. Like uh, OEL is the next uh, on that list at 2140. So there's actually a five minute difference per game between Hughes and OEL. One, two. And it's kind of telling that Bruce was, you know, loading up quote unquote the D pairs by putting OEL and Hughes together. And it's like, yeah, because what else do we have? Like, we have Noah Jolson, who, bless his heart, is like an, a strong AHL player, but I don't think he's cut out for the NHL, or at least he's not ready for it. Well, considering he only got 11 minutes tonight and got benched for a good portion of the third period, um, got a big hill to climb there. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, very quick sidebar, but I think a lot of people expected him to be named captain of the Abbotsford Canucks. He's like a local kid and everyone loves him. Um, said it was Chase Waters, who seems like such a good leader. Now it seems like he wasn't named captain because he's a Twitter player, doesn't want to, you know, if he's going to be called up all the time, that's not great for a captain. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he should still be in Abbotsford and, or at least be in the press box and Jack Rathbone should be playing. And <laughs> hopefully we'll get to see that tomorrow. But that's not going to completely change the fortunes of the defensive unit, is it? No, no, not at all. Uh, I'm just looking at time on ice here. The following uh, Quinn and OEL are three centers, which is interesting. Um, I mean, I presume it has to do with the power play, but, um, and then you, I would presume Horvat goes out for more face-offs than the others. Uh, but it's JT at 2026, Horvat at 1959 and, and, Pedersen at uh, 1919. Yeah. And can we talk about how the fact that like Pedersen and Lazar are like been playing together? Like that didn't look good to me. Like they just don't fit together at all. Like, well, I mean, play, I, but. I think it's a, it's, it's mixing things up because Pedersen was playing with Kuzmenko and, and uh, Pod Coulson, was he not? Um, yeah. They, for the first couple of games of the season. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Give me Lotto Line or give me death. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I could I but Hoglander, like Why would you have why would you have two centers together? No, I know. We've got to spread out those centers so they can, you know, not back check on defensive plays on different lines. Hey, hey, hey. Petey back checks. Petey is the best defensive forward right now. But like, yeah, um, you good need, for Petey. You need a like a skilled winger to play alongside PD. Like he can't be the best defensive center and carrying a winger that doesn't play the same game as him and doesn't play as fast as him. Like he can't do all those things. Hmm. Can I just uh, point out that I thought uh, Dakota Johnson had a pretty decent game tonight, save for that 
awful penalty that was called against him that Dakota negated Joshua? an upcoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dakota Joshua. Did I say? Dakota Johnson, who I think is an actor. Oh, I meant Dakota Joshua. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, he's quietly been all right, um, which is like kind I, of what I, you I mean, from a fourth liner. Yeah, in the context of the role that he's supposed to be playing, um, yeah. I noticed him, not for bad reasons. Yeah. Um, like there were some of like, oh, he cost them the, the power play. That would have changed the dynamic. He got called for interference, and I honest to goodness could not tell you why unless it was game management. But even then, like as we talked about in game management and rewind, there didn't seem to be any. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what I can't say. I've noticed Neil Oman, Oman rather, um, which is. Yeah. Neil's Oman. I think he was pretty rough in his first NHL game, but since then he's not stood out to me, but maybe that's just because other people are doing worse. Um, yeah. You'd think the Jack Rathbone gets a look in tomorrow, but like Canucks are slim on options. Is, is, is he traveling with the team? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, he's like, been on all the videos. <laughs> well, I haven't watched any of the no. co- social media content he, other than the, when they were leaving the airport his... and all the dogs were there. Yeah. Or was... Rip was there. Sorry. Not all the dogs. Rip was there. But unless you're including all the dogs that are inside the players. I am not. Okay. I am not including. Do you know what? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. This is going to take off. It, it's going to be better than Corsi because it's going to like dog measures heart and grit and all sorts of other stuff, which is what the the traditionalists want. Yeah. And then the the you know computer geeks they they want the 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 formula and it's it's bringing the two together. Yeah, like I, I could see how. The dog in you will will become. That's how, you know. In in the next uh, you know NHL entry draft, um, or as you call it, the the boy lottery, mm-hmm. they'll be saying that this player has a sixty three percent dog. Yeah, in. it's the boy auction, please. Yeah, boy auction. Yes, yes. Sorry, I, did I call it lottery? Yeah, that's the first one. I think so. And then yes, then, boy lottery, boy auction. Yeah. Got it. Um, but yes, Canucks don't have a lot of choice in the blue line, and speaking of. Tucker Pullman is out with concussion again. Or migraines, yeah. I think, is the official call. They probably called it upper body injury, you know, because your head's part of your well, upper body. No, I think they did. I yeah, think they, they did, did say migraine. They did say that. But, but uh, yeah, no good. Yeah. And you know what? It, stay away from the game for however long right yeah because he tried so hard to be back right everyone's talked about the work he put in over the summer to get back and the fact that it takes one knock he's kind of back where he was it didn't that shows you like repeated incidents of head trauma just you know really increases the likelihood that you're gonna have a lasting impact your concussion i just i'm you know, weren't the, wasn't the keenest on a 2.5 million per year contract, but at this stage, it's all about the player's long-term health and doesn't yeah. seem safe for him to be on the ice right now. No, I mean, the way the Canucks are playing, get better. Don't rush back. Um, although, I mean, sure, could use the help, but don't rush back. Health's more important. Yeah, you've got to wait for... Tyler Myers is 
gigantic half of his lower body to recover. Actually, has, I haven't heard. Um, is there any indication to how long Myers is out? Well, it was three to four weeks. And that was a week ago. Hmm. So, not by the home opener. No. Oh, well. Um, Hockey Canada, um, we, we were, were hitting them pretty hard in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had said, hey, they're going to go in front of a parliamentary committee. They've united you know, the house in some respect, which is an unheard of thing to be able to accomplish. Um, they had what I could best describe a horrible showing in front of the parliamentary committee, mm-hmm. uh, by belief. And maybe, maybe it was that, you know, the PR company they had hired, the crisis management company or whatever it was and encouraged them take the fight to the, the, the politicians. Yeah. It didn't go over so hot. Um, Andrea Skinner, um, who was the interim board chair, um, she resigned and then soon after, I think it was the following day, the board and the executive all, uh, all stepped down too. although with an asterisk, they're still there. They're still there. Well, the board is, uh, until a new board is elected. And so unfortunately that's pretty standard practice. The thing we need to know about is how we're picking a new board because the current board has shown a complete contempt the proceedings and everything around that's been brought to them they showed a complete lack of transparency as evidence today by a third fund well and it's this a, a and a fund that was designed in such a way to be hidden so that should there be a payout yeah that it wouldn't be presumed that hockey canada was all that rich yeah and that's clearly why when MPs have asked these questions in and outside of these committees, they've been completely shut down and shown complete disrespect and yeah, like zero decency, zero shame from Hockey Canada. And let's not forget that like at every turn, if we didn't have Rick Westhead and Katie Strang like hounding them, like we wouldn't have found even a tenth of this out. Well, no, exactly. And this is like, I'll give credit to the parliamentary committee because they were, they were going hard at hockey Canada throughout this process, but hockey Canada continued to sort of give answers. I mean, they weren't really volunteering anything. Um, I mean, in the last session, tried to blame the media and that uh, it's the whole like, well, we're not that bad because everyone else is bad too. Oh, I, that that makes sense. Um, oh, and you have a beautiful reputation. I think, I actually think the comment about how Hockey Canada's reputation was a good one is why they then saw, like, it was just an exodus of sponsors. Like, Bauer's like, no, we don't want to be in on this anymore. Canadian Tire's like, we're done. Tim Hortons, like, Big Canadian logos and brands were like, nah, man, we're out because your reputation is bad. Yeah. Like, you think it's good? Oh, no, man, we can't have this. Cause like, it's, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna get, you know, tarnished by that. Um, and, you know, to your point about, well, what's the process going to be? Uh, Hockey Canada apparently has adopted some updated bylaws. Um, 
around the selection process. And what's going to occur is that apparently there will be an independent nominating committee that will vet those who will be potentially on the ballot, which I don't know about this independent nominating committee. Yeah, the vetting procedure. Right. Um, And then the board that will be elected will only be elected for one year. Right. And it'll be a transition board. Now, these were recommendations that came from a a report from uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Thomas Cromwell, uh, former Supreme Court Justice here in Canada. So to the credit of Hockey Canada, they have seen what has been provided to them and have said, okay, we'll do this. It's just, you know, if, if this election were to occur and a new interim board were to come in, it's got to be a like, okay, we're pulling everything back. We're, we're putting everything out in the table. Let's look at it all together. It's the only way to earn back trust at this point. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have to be completely transparent. Like, you know, you've got to unveil the ugly truth before you start moving forward. Yeah. Anyway, we'll obviously talk about this as the season goes on. Um, cause yeah, I wouldn't, at this point, I wouldn't doubt there's a fourth fund. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So. We don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. It's just amazing that they have funds for this. Like, not one, not two, but three. How big of a problem is it that you need three? Yeah, and the fact that you can't then look at that and see, oh, we ha- might have a problem with our culture. No, no, this is good business sense, and we're just being we're being prudent business people and having three little hush ish funds and that no one needs to know the about. Problem to, you know, is with society, with- not us, right? It is, it is. I mean, Hockey Canada was trying to do all of these victims a solid by not dragging them through the court system that is completely structured to, you know, make it just infinitely difficult for them to prove their their point. Which is just like, oh, how can they not see it as connected? It's all connected oh. to this toxic yeah, masculinity. You're being, you're being manipulated here by society the and the media and politicians and podcasters and Twitter and social media because Hockey Canada has got a very good reputation, I'll have you know. Yeah. Those sponsors didn't think so. No, I mean, it, we've, we've said it time and time again, money talks. And I think if Hockey Canada... NHL aside, Hockey Canada is part of the, what I would say is the big three in the world of hockey. Yeah. If not big two, big one can be hit so hard by the loss of sponsorship revenue. I don't think it's a unfair to suggest that uh, sponsors might start take a, start taking a more prudent look at other things. This is not to hype up the regional hockey authorities because they are riddled with their oh, own B- problems. But BC BC hockey is in the wait and see. Yeah, we're just you know trust trust the process reputation. Yeah, wait and see where whatever. Like, but yeah, they're refusing to send their registration fees to Hockey Canada until. Oh, BC finally said that. No, no. Um, oh, still I mean, within what was it? PEI. The Maritimes. Maritimes, Newfoundland. Stop. Yeah. 
and I think it was like Nova Scotia, like Halifax, I think is hosting the world juniors and, and the, they were like, no, man, we don't want you. Like, could you, could you imagine if this had not actually come to be that the Canada would be in a position saying we can't host this tournament. Is there a backup? Yeah, that's insane. I mean, like yeah. that's huge, but like, is that not where the problems came from? Like True. the junior team. True that. It's sh- like, it should be like, should not be a given that people get to play in that tournament. It's such a huge part of the hockey calendar, but I don't know. I just don't think it should be necessarily something taken for granted that they just get to go back to it. Mm-hmm. True. Anyhow, um, we'll know more as the weeks go on. And as you are aware, we will be back week after week after week, except for like, you know, holidays, like, um, there's a, which a couple that we're going to get into over the course of the next couple of months, uh, fast forwarding a little bit. It's not a holiday, but Halloween happens to be on a Monday. And as baby force is going to be out trick or treating, I have been tasked with being the, uh, giver of candy here at the, uh, the golden household. So Anna and I are going to record, but a day early. So you'll get like a special Halloween spooky show. I have a question. Yes. Are you dressing up? No. So you're just playing the part of grumpy old man giving candy. It comes naturally. I can't really say anything because I'm literally wearing cat ears as my costume to work. Well, at least you're, at least you're putting on cat ears. I mean, I, so I have on occasion, like been silly about like throwing on like cat ears or stuff like that. Mm. Like, um, but I've dread like in my adult years, I think I've maybe dressed up a handful of times through work, but like, it was like a team thing. And I, while I would not have been the person that would have instigated, let's do this team. I was not going to be the guy who wasn't going to be part of the team. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my feelings. I'm not a Halloween person, so I will do the bare minimum. Um, I mean, I'm literally writing a quiz for my work's Halloween celebration, but yeah, costume wise. Yeah. See, when I was in the, at the telecom, we did that quite a bit. Um, and so it was always around something to do with training. Cause I was part of the training team. And so there was like one year we were the eighties trainers. And so we all dressed up like we were eighties oh. fitness trainers. Yeah. Um, like, like the one, one, eight people. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, another year we were the training dead, like full on, like That's makeup good, and though. all that jazz. And, uh, myself and one of the other trainers, we just started going around the, the office and some of the offices had like, so they're kind of like fogged glass, but if you got close, yeah, you could, sort of, you could see through. Right. And so, um, one of the, the managers or whatever was in the office and uh, Joe and I just started, you know, moving close and then bouncing up against it. And so all that she could sort of see was the like zombie figures and what have you. So did stuff like that. Did you ever go as trains? No, no, we did not go as trains. That seems like a missed opportunity. It probably was. It probably was. So, and then, um, when the pandemic hit in the old gig, um, I put to use the chroma keys and green screens that I have mm-hmm. and then use zoom backgrounds and stuff. And so I played it up a little bit as if I was, you know, 
trapped somewhere or on a beach yeah. somewhere yeah. like, cause I mean, that's mailing in and zoom backgrounds, but because of the stuff I have, it looks a whole lot better. I feel like people are going to go hard at my job because I'm now working mm. for a more creative company. So I feel like they're going to go hard and I'm kind of excited to see what people do. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going real hard with the cat ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, anywho. Uh, what else about uh, our show uh, do you need to know about? Uh, patrons, uh, just a reminder, our patrons been paused. Um, I'm kind of thinking it'll probably remain that way for a while. Um, Ann and I had been chatting about it, and I think we're going to probably, and I mentioned sort of last episode, transition to a new sort new of platform system. experience. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, e- please do not be alarmed if for some reason um patreon goes away i will do my best to, to let y'all know um but yeah conversations uh going hard in the c4 uh, discord discord.io c4 podcast the c4 hockey pool is underway and uh, i failed to actually log in at all and manage my roster so yay for me um i also like put my roster in the hands of auto draft um kind well, of by accident because see, I, I i didn't do that see i i actually was there okay well that's good i knew i wasn't gonna be able to be there i knew i was gonna be in a movie so i was like set aside time to like go through the players i like got as far as maybe like 30 players which wasn't enough but i thought at least i'll have a start that didn't save so I think there was quite a lot of laughter at my expense in the fancy hockey chat. So yeah, Anna's fancy team is less fancy than desired, but. Oh, sweet. I won last week. Yeah. I feel better about my other fancy team where it did save I'm the curr- lineup, but. I am currently losing this week. Um, but, uh, I did win last week. Um, Who did I play last week? Um, Matchups. I don't know. I'm against Sam's remarkable team right now. And let's see. um, Because usually what happens with me here is IR. um, But I also, I'm not, I'm like, like not a day-to-day manager. Um, How the heck do you, I'm not accustomed to, ah, there it is. Week one to the Yahoo fantasy. Because I tend to stay away. Dude, I beat I beat Nexus. That's Nexus is slam dunk team. I beat Nexus. So if you wanna get, like honestly, even if you're it. not in the fancy pool, like come join in the like the chat um on Discord, whether it's about the fancy pool and like making fun of Chris when he eventually loses, which probably will happen this week. Um, oh, I'm sure it will. Or you just need to commiserate about the Canucks continuing to give up multi-goal leads or you want to like post your dinner because honestly that might distract us and feel, we'd feel better about that you so you matched up against sam's remarkable team last week you did lose um but you didn't get just yeah i think i was as... ahead on like even yesterday so so anywho i actually don't know how this all works because i'm now looking at my roster and i had like Four players with zero points, and yet I still be, beat Neil. Okay. Well, the good thing about Yahoo is you can set your roster for a whole week with one click. Like, 
where it automatically starts players with the game. Oh, Which, if you that. have any Canucks players, may not be the best thing. But yeah, I should look it's into a good that. Feature. Feature. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho, and uh, if you have any thoughts on uh, on this uh, or anything else, the best way to reach us is uh, obviously on Twitter, social media at the C4 Podcast, or by dropping us a voicemail, uh, which you can do by just easily going to speakpipecom slash C4 Podcast. I haven't heard anyone's voice in a long time. <laughs> that sounds so sad. I know. I mean, I've heard yours. You talk to me. I know. But, so, uh, you know, basic over it. Someone should go there and just say, hello, Chris. I'm so sorry. You sound so sad. This is me. End of my voice. Yeah. Something We'd like, like to that. hear that. But yeah. Uh, any final words of wisdom there? Uh, Anna? Um, I just, surely it can't happen again. Four times in a row. Oh, surely it can. Like find another way to lose at least Canucks. Could, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. Hey, uh, before I forget, you going to the game on November 3rd? Yeah, of course I am. To see, um, maybe can we actually bring his skates? Second worst contract ever. Yeah. I mean, both my favorite players. If, if Kev is still working out, I mean, I'd give him, I'd give him a a, a PTO or ATO. I see, you know, bring your skates, man. Make it happen. Um, yeah, yeah, he retires as a Vancouver Canuck. I'm very excited to see that. Like, I love Bieksa. He was my, him and Lou were my favorite players. The first season I became a fan. I met him. He was utterly charming, obviously. And I know this is thoroughly deserved. Agreed. I'm glad he's retiring a Canuck, not a duck. Yeah. He's not a duck. He can say he's a duck. He's not a duck. It's weird that he still lives in California, though, but maybe it's not that weird. Maybe it's just nicer weather. Not right now. Not right now. Maybe you don't mind smoke. Yeah, but we have that up here, too. (laughs) True, true. Anywho, um, you'll hear us again next week. Same place, same time, c4podcast.com. Drop us a five-star review. Tell us how awesome we are. Leave us a voicemail. I feel lonely. But on behalf of Anna, a 4 3 myself, Chris, at Lightforce, signing off the C4 podcast from CanucksHockeyBlog.com and the Full Press Coverage Network with We Out.